0: Sri Guru, Sri Jutta, Parakamalam Sri Guru and Vaishnavangsta, Sri Rupam, Sagrajatam, Sahagana, Ragana, Tang, Vitang, Tang, Sajivam, Sadvaitam, Savadutam, Parijana, Sahitam, Sri Krishna Chetanya Devam, Sri Radha, Krishna Padan, Sahagana, Lalita, Sri Vishakan, Vitangsta, Om Gyanatim Randasya, Gyananjana Salakaya, Chaksoor militam jena tasmai sri guru vena ma srinam dantaridam jache puna puna shimar rupa padam boja sham janma janmani nindantam pulukor koreen ubikasam nipa prasunach tovim prodrikritva hari hari itu chai vidantam uhu nitantam dhutam asrunirjada chai sinchantam urvitalam Gayantam Nija Parasadaya Parivritam Sri Go Rajandram Namah. Anandalila Mayavigrahaya Hema Vidivyach Chavisundaraya Tasmai Mahaprema Rasa Pradaya Chaitanya Chandraya Namo Namaste. <coughs> <coughs> Hare Krishna. Yes, yeah, Steve, some question.
1: Nanavats Maharaj. A uh, question from Sri Haridas Prabhu, Brazil. Hare Krishna. Dandavat Pranams dear Maharaja. During the February 9th class, you've talked about Krishna being merciful or merciless and the relation of that with the subject of are we free? Considering that we have a certain amount of free will and also understanding that this free will has its limitations, how can we perceive that uh, how can we perceive that this in action, so we are not like a stones. If we also consider that not a blade of grass moves without the will of the Lord. What would be a good point to harmonize these two apparently opposite ideas? Again and again, thanks a lot to you and for, to you all for the wonderful opportunity of watching these amazing classes Hare
0: Krishna Hare Krishna Srila <clears throat> Guru Maharaj he quotes Bhagavad Gita this verse nakārtvitvam krita vāna lokāsya yeah, śrījati prabhu saying the we can. There is no blame to assign to Krishna or to Maya. We ourselves are responsible for the situation that we are in. We have free will, but it is minute. This is what we see at present. We're free-thinking, free-willing people, but there are limitations to what we can… the exercise of that free will. Uh, so, <clears throat> it reminds me of once one of the devotees uh, said in Guru Mahārāj's presence, he said, hearing about the world situation and the suffering people, he said, oh, I'm just feeling some sadness for the, um, um, how does he say it, the innocent, innocent, that's the word. I'm feeling sorrow, sadness for the innocent people in this world. And Guru said, practically before he finished the sentence, he said, there are no innocent people. And then he said in a very moving way, We have all betrayed our Lord." So, although it's not the intention of the inquirer, this type of inquiry, in a sense, seeks to assign blame elsewhere. But, and again, Guru Mahārāj, he would say, as long as you're casting blame on the environment or on others, you're going to be here a long time he said but when you realize you alone we alone are the sole culprits he said then your days in the material world are numbered so taking responsibility for the karmic circumstances that we find ourselves in yes facilitated by krishna you know Prabhupada like this verse: Prakritakriyan manani gunaikarmani sarvasya ahaṅkara vimudātmā vimudatma kartaham iti manyate. What we think we're doing is, in fact, the modes of material nature operating. you we say, "Well, then, we don't have much to say about that." Right? But it's based upon choices we have made to. Serve in heaven to reign in hell. Right. <clears throat> and within this world to become the Lord of all I survey. Right. So Guru Mahārāj compares it to uh, um, curiosity and the curiosity of intoxication. Like someone thinks, oh, They'll try this and maybe sensing that maybe this will give me happiness. Mm -hmm. And they try this and maybe they have a sense of happiness in the beginning. Then after some time, they realize they need this just to be normal. And then they realize without it, they can't conceive of living without it. And now it's uh, driving, it's the driving force in their lives. How did it start though? curiosity. Right? So what is that curiosity? Reign in hell, serve in heaven. Where, where will I realize that, that prospect? And understanding our present position, you can understand the initial position. Right? Because sometimes those in connection with Krishna consciousness, they think, well, if I knew then what I know now, I would never but it's not true, knowing what you know now about Krishna consciousness and still choosing māyā. Right? So, uh, uh, Guru Mahārāj also liked to quote this saying, uh, there's one saying, you know, God save us from our enemies, to which he would add, God save us from our friends. Right? And he said, that is the problem, our friends and by that, he said, it doesn't mean like the people around you think, the things we think are near and dear to us. He said, we like this paraphernalia, right? meaning the world and the world situation. So uh, when you choose to reign in hell, then Krishna is never merciless. In that question, if you recall, when I answered there's never any question of Krishna being merciless, always merciful. But, so, the, for those who… bhāyam bhini-vesi tatsyād īśād tasya vipārya Those who want to enter into a world of forgetfulness of Him, He's facilitating that. That's being merciful, not forcing Himself, Upon anyone, someone chooses to ignore that, then uh, they want to have this fantasy. He'll facilitate the fantasy uh, through Maya, uh, Prakriti, etc. Uh, So, uh, but then we're told uh, within this situation, right? that Brahmanda Brahmi Te Bhagavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasadipai Bhakti Lata Bij. Like, we're wandering the length and breadth of the universe, and what is the universe? What is it really? Objectively say, oh, so many stars, planets, etc. In the most subjective sense, but subjectively speaking, it's the world of misconception from gross. Mm, levels of misconception to very subtle levels of misconception. It's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, abhirin amangalam. Even in Brahma, in Brahma-loka and Brahma, there's a certain degree of inauspiciousness. That would be in a very subtle plane. A brahma bhuvanaloka loka punar-arvata-nur-janā. Māmu-pecha, punar janma we're the saying, from the highest planet to the lowest, uh, <coughs> So, whether brahma-loka or to the lowest position, but he's saying within Mahaprabhu's teachings to Rupa Goswami, but within this world of misconception are moving the agents of the Lord. So, we're exercising our free will on the basis of making connections with things that we sense will deliver fulfillment, or happiness, uh, and, and in the process, accumulating uh, karmic reactions. Padma Purana says they're in four different stages. Seed, sprout, blossom, fruit. Okay. So, karmic reactions in four different stages of manifestation and in real time making decisions, accumulating more. And so within that that realm of misconception are moving agents of the Lord, authorized agents of the Absolute. And We're told, and if someone has very good fortune, they come in connection with such an agent. Once, when I was asking Śrīla Guru Mahārāj, how does this appreciation for Krishna consciousness come? Is it something that's gifted? In one sense, yes. But in another sense, he said, it's because you have some connection with the nirguna plane. Like we were talking about the dog barking before. And I said, that is his service. It's his service to bark. To alert the mott members that there may be someone coming who should not be here, it's a service on some level. Right? So it's a touch with the nirguna plane because there's the deity, the Vaishnavas, etc. Guru Maharaj said when the the birds they're looking for a place to land on the temple, and by doing so they're uh, circumambulating. Right, well, that would be this way. So they're, they're circumambulating the deity and Tulsi and the devotee, and then they land. So then well, how powerful is this connection with the Nirguna plane? Uh, Mahārāj said, if someone in a, uh, an act of the mode of goodness, which would be to um, provide water for thirsty people, so they make a water fountain. That's mode of goodness. He said, but if a pure Vaishnava comes and quenches their thirst at the water fountain, it's now touched to the nirguna plane. Their intention was: this is a good thing for people. I don't expect anything from it, just it would be nice. It's a, a gesture. But a pure Vaishnava comes and quenches their thirst from that fountain. Now there's a touch with the nirguna plane. So, Mahaprabhu is telling Rupa Goswami, in other words, in the world of misconception, this place where people are fantasizing, uh, um, you know, being competitors of Krishna. Right, Jalajan avalakani stavaralakavingshati. Right, as there are. Um, three primary colors, and from them you can make millions of variations, three modes of nature, you can make millions of variations, and different species, different levels of conscious development. And all, according to Guru Mahars, the soul cannot actually operate here. So what does it need to be able to do that? to entertain this fantasy, what he calls cidabhasa chayabas, a shadow-like self, a shadow of consciousness. So, that in this body, with you know, gross body, subtle body, mind, intelligence, ego, this is the biological expression of the soul's delusion and allows it to navigate the, this, the interface of objective reality, which Srila Guru Mahārāj says the whole objective world is like an iceberg floating in an ocean of consciousness. So within that plane, Brahman, the Brahmite, Kona Bhagavanjiv, Mahabhu saying, fortunate souls, Guru, Krishna, Prashadipai, by the mercy of Krishna, they'll come in connection with his agent. Nirguna agent, Guru Krishna prasadipai and and what do you get from the agent? The seed, Bhakti Lata beads, the seed of Krishna conception. It's a conceptual seed, as mentioned in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita. Tene Brahma Hrida, uh, Guru, Guru, like to. Uh, Express it as a heart-to-heart transaction. It is not data transfer or information. That's why you say, "Oh, I mean, it's av- there are so many things available on the internet or online." It is not data transmission data transfer or information, mere information. Hearing this information, then you'll get it. No, it has to be imparted with a particular quality of heart. Because the, the original source is not heartless. The original source has heart, infinite heart, capable of reciprocating the, the uh, aspirations of all hearts simultaneously. So, what's coming from that plane into this plane through the agent, the Nirguna agent? Then you come into connection with that. Get the bhakti lata beads, the seed of this prospect. This world based upon exploitation. Intellectually, you can come to the conclusion that you should withdraw from exploitation. But that does not give one dedication, so. Exploitation, renunciation, dedication. From a dedicating agent, bhaktya Sanjateya, bhaktya from that agent they can awaken, give birth to, awaken devotion in another. It's that, that's the heart-to-heart transaction. The conceptual seed, Krishna, seed of Krishna conception, transferred from the heart of Krishna's devotee into the heart of an aspiring servitor. <clears throat> so, when say, not a blade of grass moves without the will of God. Yeah, that, that is in a general sense. As we said, facilitating. But we're interested in uh, the possibility of this heart-to-heart transaction. As Guru Maharaj said, quoting one Bengali poet, if the word <coughs> cultivate, like, when you plant seeds in soil and then something grows from there, he said, then what sort of fruit is the heart as soil capable of producing? then it depends on the quality of the seed planted in that soil. It says bhakti lata beats. that means, by inference, Krishna conception. It means the the Krishna conception of the conceiver transmitted to the receiver of that. And what what makes the transaction meaningful? Uh, Service, an association, association implies service. So uh, we have to accept the responsibility for the karmic circumstance that we find ourselves in. <clears throat> Bhakti Vinod Thakur deals with the various questions that might arise from this, you know, in the uh, Jaiva Dharma, where someone saying, Well, why did Krishna make it us in a way that we could uh, choose the wrong thing? Guru Mahārāj quotes Gandhi, saying, when the British said the Indians are not fit for self-rule, In other words, they may misuse their independence. He said, freedom means the right to do wrong. So then he said, well, but why do we have to be in these pastimes that that, uh, have suffering? Why couldn't it be some other kind of pastimes? And Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, name one of the pastimes that doesn't have suffering. <laughs> you know, Mother Yashoda is crying her eyes out in separation from Krishna. The Gopis are broken-hearted in separation from Krishna. Right. So, by He Vishalahoy Bhitore Krishna Premier adbhuta Charit. This is the wonderfully astonishing quality or characteristic of. Uh, Krishna preem, as that even in so-called suffering, there is this peculiar type of enjoyment. So, for whatever question comes, he gives an answer, and he's saying, and if as um, uh, fire purifies gold, right, then if the so-called fire, or suffering in material existence, brings the soul to the golden self. How is that objectionable? I've mentioned, I lived in San Francisco near uh, the fire chief's house. There was like the fire house and the fire chief's house. And they had this um, brass clack, with an inscription on it that they kept very shiny. And it said, by fire, remember, they're firemen, it said, By fire shall hearts be proven, lest virtue's gold grow dim. And they kept it very shiny. (laughs) By fire shall hearts be proven. Lest virtue's gold grow dim. In know, Jāiva Dharma, similar sort of thing. So, and, and when it comes to conceiving of the mercy of Krishna, uh, we find in the, the Bhagavatam. And and more recently in the past times of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when Gadadhar Pandit and Mukunda went for the darshan of Pundarik Vidyanidhi, From a superficial point of view, he appeared to be the opposite of a Vaishnava. If you're carrying a stereotype in your mind about what is a Vaishnava, what is Guru, what is Krishna conception, he appeared to be antithetical or the opposite of that, presenting himself as a Bishai, or a sense enjoyer. We're told with uh, you know, sitting on a jeweled palanquin, silk cushions, oiled curling hair. Perfumed, uh, smoking a hookah, chewing pan, <laughs> and 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 reflected in a, of spittoons, monitoring, apparently enjoying his own beauty. And um, Mukunda Dutt, who brought, who who knew him from their hometown. Of his glorious position, brought Gadadhar Pandit to see him on, on the, uh, the, the premise that you know, he had not yet taken initiation and he should meet a substantial Vaishnava. And when Gadadhar Pandit saw the external appearance of Pundarik Vidyanidhi, There was some doubt and apprehension on his part. And seeing that, Mokunda thought, oh, I I need for him to come out. The inner man, I need the inner man to come out. So, the slokas—they are live stream reality. They're not something written in a book from a long time ago. Although that may be true from an external point of view, they're live stream reality for those who have the capacity to enter into that stream, that flow. And Mukunda Dutt knows that, so he. And that flow is alive in him as well. So that flow comes out of Mukandadat, and he knows that Pundarik Vidyaniti. This will bring out the inner man. Right? So he chooses this verse that is saying, "If you want to understand something." About how merciful is Krishna? When you think of all these different situations—your own situation, the situation of the world, all those who have lived in the world, and all the different possibilities there may be—what sort of merciful Lord is Krishna? What could, you, what might you expect from His side? He says. So he quoted the verse: "Aho bhakii amstana kalaku tam jagam saya payaya dapi sadvi datri uchitam tatonyam kam va sharanam brajema." Who is a more merciful Lord than Krishna? And this caught the attention of Pundarik Vidyanidhi, and he's singing: "Kam va sharanam brajema." Who is more merciful than Krishna? He's saying that Putana, Rakshasi, she, um, you know, what would you call her, a sorceress, witch, um, enlisted by Kangsa to kill Krishna. And she took the form of this beautiful, buxom girl, nurse, and came to the nursery of Yashoda. And Mai and Rohini, they're speaking. They say, "Oh, such a nice girl!" <laughs> and she's saying, "Where can I see the baby?" Yeah, oh, he's in there. Yeah. And she approaches Krishna, takes the little baby Krishna on her lap, pushes his mouth to her breast. When the nipple is anointed with poison, was it datura? One of those poison. And that's her idea is the little baby will suckle her breast, suck the poison, and die. But what does Krishna do? He attacks the poison, the milk, then her pran, her life air. As she's suffocating, she's trying to push Krishna away. She loses the ability to um, maintain that particular rupam form and starts expanding like it says you could say what ten kilometers <laughs> size and and now she's turned and showing this hideous figure and she falls over on her back and then Krishna who's on the breast is like cushioned the blow so he's safe you know some like milk, laughing, and the people go, Oh, we're so fortunate! (laughs) We must have done many pious acts in our previous lives, that she fell on her back and cushioned the blow for the child, otherwise he would have been crushed. (laughs) But why is he introducing this? To say, if you want to understand something about how merciful is Krishna, then let's start here. Here's someone who approaches him with murderous intentions. And, and what is his response? She's liberated, she achieves liberation and achieves a position like that of mother. So, the point being, if this is the fate of his enemies, of those who approach him with ill uh, motives, with bad intentions, then what to speak of someone who Vishwanath Chakrabarti's talker just takes it to the next level of saying, what about just neutral? Neutral would have to get a superior result to that, and then dasyam, servitorship, superior result, sākyam, friendship, a superior result, vatsalya he's ta- it's always going in a particular direction. So, by the time you reach the highest position, it's inconceivable what sort of reciprocation there would be. Vidiniti, this this verse taking him deep into his heart's core of his Krishna conception. He's saying, Kumbhadayalumshana namradema. Who's more merciful than Krishna? And or no, throwing the hookah, the pillows, pulling his hair, his body shivering in ecstasy, ecstatic tears pouring from his eyes, and this sort of remembrance of Krishna falling out of the palanquin onto the ground into a nine-hour ecstatic trance. Nine hours in a like death-like ecstatic trance. And what does that mean? So deep on the other side as to only allow for the Minimum here to just keep the body somehow still alive, not that he is unconscious; he's supremely conscious in the upper world, and just so that the, what's left behind can barely, is just barely sustained. And then we're told Gadadhar Pandit is thinking, "Oh, what have I done? I thought." Um offensive I had offensive thoughts about a substantial devotee, a higher devotee, uh, who knows what is my fate. And then we're told that if you will take initiation, then the guru does not take any offenses the disciples forgiven of all offences by accepting them as disciple. And when he's asking for permission from Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar Pandit, none other than Srimati Radharani. Uh, that Mahaprabhu says, of course Pundri, who is Pundarik Vijayanidi and Krishna lila Brishubanu Maharaj, your father, so of course, that's a good choice <laughs> for you. <clears throat> so how merciful he is to his devotees uh, because they're totally surrendered to Krishna. Krishna is totally surrendered to them. When he says, "Y,. As they surrender to me, I reciprocate that. Um, in the prayers of Srila Rupa Goswami, Chaitanyastakam. He says, Swarupam uh, bibbrano, doita doita, prapano sri Paramananda janita, Paramananda gorima, Harir dinodari gajapati, kripo teka, tarala sa-cetanya-kime-prasir-mah, so, sa-cetanya-kime-i-vishavar-peena, i He's praising Srivastakur. prapāṇā, right? Guru Mahārāj is sometimes giving this term, prapāṇā, Śrīvāsā, the surrendered Shrivas Thakur. We find that when <clears throat> Mahaprabhu, we heard recently when we were on Navadipta Mahatmyam about the kirtan at the Srivasangam, meaning the Panchatattva, that in, in one sense is the beginning of the Namsan kirtan movement from the house of Shrivas Thakur. and how um, dedicated exclusive is his devotion to Mahāprabhu. That even when his son died during one of their nocturnal kirtans, that he did not allow that news to come to the ear of Mahāprabhu, so that he would not be disturbed in any way. And then later when Mahāprabhu discovers, he um, sends for that boy, he's brought back to life. That's another pastime, but Mahaprabhu himself is, um, say, overwhelmed and astonished by the sort of devotion that Sri Vasataka says to him, and he's wondering, as he observes him, that he sees that he doesn't go anywhere. There's like Sri Sangam, he has this family, and he, like. He, it's not like he has a job somewhere, and then he comes back home to Sri Sangam, <laughs> So Mahavrabhu says, y- "You don't go anywhere," <laughs> you know, or you don't. Like, you know, he's wondering about his occupation, and Sri Vaasanga says "I don't like to go anywhere." <laughs> he's saying, "All right, but then you don't go anywhere." All right, so what about taking care of your family? I mean, if, you're, if you don't do anything that will bring an in income to take care of your family, then maybe you should take sannyās. Śrīma Sādhāgara says, that I can't do. <laughs> so, Mahāprabhu was saying, so you don't go anywhere, you don't have a job, and but you're not going to take sannyās. And how does this go on? Do you take... And he said, "Oh, I I have this very simple program." He said, "What is that?" And then I go, and Mahavatar was saying, "Well, what, is, what program is that?" And he's saying, "If if you know every you get whatever you're sort of destined to get, that will come to you. And if three days in a row should come where there is nothing, then my vow is I'll tie." a weight around my neck and go drown myself in the Ganga, if that doesn't happen." <laughs> and this captures the attention of Mahāprabhu. And he says to him, he said, "...don't you remember what I said in Bhagavad-gītā? anānyas cintayāntumam ye Yogtanam Yoga Yoga Vahamyam, whatever devotee might be lacking, I carry it myself, I bring it personally, I take care of them. And he said, and I'm telling you, if Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of fortune, if she has to go out begging, you and your family will never be without. <laughs> so, when Mahaprabhu realizes the sort of devotees he had, he is completely purchased by them. And his promise in the Gita as they surrender to me, I reciprocate that. Says, you become Krishna's slave. Krishna becomes the slave of the devotee. The infinite comes under the control of the finite. Yet we find that in the past times with the Vraja-gopis, we said before, "By fire shall hearts be proven, lest virtues' gold grow dim." That, um, "Napare hum nirvadi after Krishna. Witnesses the degree of surrender and unconditional love and affection the brajagopis have for him, he admits defeat and says, "I cannot reciprocate what you have. it's too great. even if I give myself to you whole, it would be insufficient so. And Guru Maharaj uses this expression there. He's saying, Krishna telling you, let virtue be its own reward. (laughs) Which may not make them feel um, happy. Let virtue be its own. No, we want you. (laughs) Ahus (laughs) nalina padaravindam yogeshwari hridivachintam samsara kupa patito tara lambam ge hum jusama pi sadana The Brajagovies say, before, when they meet at Kuruṣad, before you sent Uddhava with this message, when we're feeling deep separation from you, telling us we should learn yoga and how to meditate and uh, jnana, how to see the world and you know God and everything, everywhere and everything <laughs> and and we didn't like hearing that uh, in fact it just made us angry now I mean he said now you're saying the same thing it's he said you know we're not yogis we're gopis we're not gyanis. we're gopis and whatever you know uh, sangsara kupa I mean, you know we're just We're fallen householders, is basically what they say. That's who we are. So yoga and yeah, that's of no use to us. We don't know why you're playing with us in this way. But we won't be satisfied with anything less than you. That is our… Hearts <clears throat> aspiration. padarvanam When Srimati Ratarani says, normally people, their mind and their heart are considered one and the same. My heart and Vrindavan are one and the same. In that sense, Vrindavan is a construct of her heart. Now we're back to the heart-to-heart transaction, but on another level. Do you think? and when your lotus feet, where I want them back in Vrindavan. I want them in that place. <clears throat> and Krishna says, May Bhakti Bhutanam Kalpate Bhavatinam Madapana. In this world, the Karmis, they want me. Like we were talking in the beginning, what? Impending karmic reactions. Then we're running to Krishna. God save us from ourselves, <laughs> basically. <clears throat> Karmis, Jnanis, Yogis, Krishna saying they all want me. And if they get me. They say, you know, yam labdva-chāpram labdhāṁ manite There's nothing greater than this. And that, and that is true, that is good for them. He's saying, but what about me? He said, I consider myself, my good fortune is that I'm the object of the pure love and affection that is in your hearts. That's what he tells them, and that's why they're exalted above all others. So, but that same Śrīvāstākur, who knows all these things, when he is with Mahāprabhu and Śrīpa Dāmodār and the others at Ratyatra, and they're celebrating these very pastimes, which are the, the supreme expression of heart, and the heart's inner necessity. As uh, Mukunda brought out Pundarik Vidyanidhi, Srivastakur's target is to bring out Swarup Damodar and Mahaprabhu's presence. So they're celebrating these Rathiyatra pastimes, and then the Hara Panchami comes. And before the return, Rathyatra. And ātrā. We're told that the goddess of fortune, after a few days, Krishna's proposal was that He wanted just a gracious visit to His hometown, in the company of His brother and sister, so nothing to worry about. After a few days, goddess of fortune is saying, like, Wait a minute, what is the attraction? of this hometown, Vrindavan. Remember, Rādhārāṇī is saying, for most, their heart and mind are… My uh, my heart, mind and Vrindavan are identical. rādhā padmān kītadāṁ Vrindavan jaranāṁ Vrindavan is that soil embellished by the lotus footprints of Śrīmāti Rādhārāṇī. So, after a few days, the goddess of fortune is… Suspicious, and summons her uh, attendants, and decides to go and retrieve Dwarka Krishna Jagannath. And this festival, described in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Mahaprabhu, Sri Rupdamanandar, Sri they are all watching us and. It's described, again, in real time. It doesn't say they're seeing a a representation of this. It's described in real time, what they're seeing. And she comes showing unparalleled opulence in her dress and… Riding a chariot, palanquin, with so many dancers, singers, attendants, and they come and demand that Krishna come out. And at that time, they're abusing the servitors of Jagannath, beating them calling them ill names, and, and we're told that Mahāprabhu and his devotees, they're watching this and like smiling and giggling and covering their faces. It's giving them so much joy and delight to see this. And at that time, so many things are discussed there, but Śrīvās Thākur, he wants Swarup Dhamadār to come out with this superior spiritual substance, so he teases him by saying, "Look, behold the opulence of the goddess of fortune." And remember, Thākur is Nard Muni, so he's very familiar with Bayquanta. He said, "Look at the opulence of the goddess of fortune, unparalleled." Uh, he said, "And w- what do the gopis have? What's the, what's the pull, the, the charm of Rendaven?" Uh, They're milk cows, it's a rural environment like trees, river, um, what else, fruits, flowers. But look at the goddess of fortune that they can't match, come anywhere near this type of opulence, āsvarja, at which time Mahāprabhu tells Śrīvās Thākur, He's saying, be careful what you say in front of Srup Damodar. He's a Shuddha, bridge Basi. Aiswarja, opulence, not in his dictionary. Right. So don't upset Srup with all this talk. And Srup Damodar is saying, no, it's not that I don't know what opulence is. I think uh, Srivas perhaps. He's entered a state of temporary insanity. He's forgetting the actual position of Vrindavan. You know, one verse Brahma Sangita, one verse Krishna Karnamritam. Remember when Mahaprabhu toured South India? He two books he came back with, Brahma Sangita, Krishna Karnamritam, and those books were. Uh, he gave to Ramananda and, and then all the devotees copied them. So they became familiar with them as well. What is in there? Sriya, Kanta, Kanta, Parama, Purusha, Kalpa, Tarava, Druma, Bumi Chintamani, Gonamai, Toyam, Amritam, Kataganam, Natyagamanam, Priya, Api, Mangshi Priya, Chidanandam jyoti varam tadaswajam evatam. I'm saying, (coughs) in that world, the uh, toyam amritam, the water is nectar, the soil is chintamani gems, chintamani, gonamayi toyam amritam, all kataganam, nuttygamanam. All speech is song, all movement is dance. <clears throat> and you know, Chintamani is Charana Bhushana Sringara Pushpa Taravas Taravasuranam, Brindavanam, Brajadanam, uh, nanukama Denu, Brindani Cheti Sukha Ho Vibhuti. Oh, and what is the opulence there? That soil that is Chantamani gems. he's saying, one Chantamani gem has more opulence than the whole Vaikuntas combined. How is that possible? Uh, Mahaprabhu and Charitamritam saying, if you take a vat of sugar water, sugarcane juice, and then you start condensing it. You, you get um, molasses, condense it further, you get gore, condense it further, you get sugar, condense it. In the end, you have one rock of rock candy, is this vast amount of sugar concentrated into one drop. He's saying, in a similar way, you take all the opulence of Vaikuntha, and it can be a, uh, put into a, a particle of the soil of Vrindavan, which has been described as Shola Krosh, means around 50 square kilometers is Goloka Vrindavan. I say, well, wait a minute, that's a, that's a size we can't even imagine here 50 square kilometers? You know, the original plan is fifty square kilometers. And within that fifty square kilometer, which appears in this rural setting, in one particle of the soil are innumerable Vaikuntha planets, which are a billion by a billion. And then in one part of that uh, Vaikuntha sky, a clouded portion, of the top, there are the innumerable material universes. So, all of this is in one particle of the soil of Goloka Vrindavan, Chintamani prakharasam, which is composed of Chintamani gems. And he's saying, and… So, now he's taken all of that… When he said, oh, who can compare to this… He's taken all of that and put it into one particle of the soil of Goloka Vrindavan. You say, yes, and there are the, the trees, kalpa vrksa trees, desire trees, um, the cows, you say, these gopi cows, they're kamadenu, desire, wish fulfilling cow, everything. All the paraphernalia necessary for divine service supplied by them. And that soil, which is made of Chintamani gems, of which one Chintamani gem possesses more opulence than the, all the bhaya-kuntas. The Brajagopis string those Chintamani gems one after another to make anklets that they wear on their holy lotus feet. <laughs> and then Srivastaka, he starts dancing. He's so happy. That's what he wanted to come out. That was the purpose of his teasing. Um, So, if in this world you get the opportunity to come in connection with the aspiring servants of the servants of the servants, etc., of such devotees, then you can be considered a Bhagyavānji, to have some good fortune. So, Śrīla Guru Mahārāj, in conclusion, uh, devotees ask, uh, then then what shall be our service? How does this become meaningful? How do we connect? By the grace of our Guru-Varga, some service comes before us that is descended from that plane. But when Śrīla Guru Mahārāj that, then, then what should be the service that we perform? An aspiration, service to that plane? He's saying, to acquire the proper angle of vision, the proper angle of vision is coming from these devotees, through these statements. That is the idea, that by hearing these expressions, we acquire the proper angle of vision, their angle of vision. And Guru Mahārāj says, and to convert yourself into a medium to express these things, to extend these things to others. <clears throat> Hare Krishna